Welcome all to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast. At KO, we endeavor to advance God's kingdom one life at a time. So, I pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will help you be encouraged. Here is this week's message. Hallelujah, a nation torn. Glory to God, a nation torn. My objective during this series, amen, it has been to encourage every believer that you can win this race and be victorious in every situation, regardless of what it looks like. You know, saints, our nation is really at a crossroad. It's at a crossroad, even a defining moment, I would say. You know, when God, when God wants to bless you and the devil wants to derail you, a defining moment presents itself. A defining moment. We're living in a time, amen, where I believe that this defining moment has presented itself. So much chaos, so much confusion, Amen. Everywhere you turn, amen, it's happening in the world, but the people of God must remain resilient. The people of God must remain steadfast. We must be unshakable. We must remain unmovable. Amen. Listen, but it's not going to happen if we're not saturated in the word of God. If we're not dumping this word on the inside of us, if we're not praying and seeking the Lord and praying in the Holy Ghost, amen, you're subject, amen, to the conditions of society. Are you hearing me this morning? We are families, amen, not speaking to each other and friends falling out behind who are they voting for this year. You got church folk tripping. You got Christians saying that, you know, have to justify why they voting for this person or why they're not voting for that person. Amen. So much chaos and so much confusion happening. Amen. And we know that, you know, my Bible tells me that God is not the author of confusion. So where is the confusion coming from? This invisible enemy, this adversary that wants to destroy mankind in general. Are you hearing me? Young men are being shot down in our cities every single day, every day, not just in Richmond, but cities throughout the world. Every single day, a young man is losing their life. Over 3,000 abortions are happening every day in the U.S. and worldwide over 100,000 every day. There have been 9 to 15 unarmed black men killed by police in 2019. 9 to 15, depending on what news station you're looking at. So I just covered them all. Between 9 and 15 in the total year, black men have been killed by a police officer. An unarmed, unarmed black man has been killed. Amen. Just 9 to 15, not the hundreds. Police officers are not walking around bludgeoning black people. They're not coming out putting their uniform on thinking who they're going to murder today. Kind of quiet. But that's not the narrative. That's, that's not the truth. If you listen to the media, you're being played. You're being played. Media manipulation is controlling the masses. But I want to talk to believers. I want to talk to true born-again believers, those that really know the Lord. Because it's only through your relationship with God that you're going to see through the fog, that you're going to see through the clouds, that you're going to see through the deception. You cannot see through it any other way. It's time to get in prayer for real saints and ask God to reveal truth to you. Stop pushing false narratives just to get a vote. Race baiters, pimps and slayers. I look, all they want is a vote. They don't want nothing else. 
and will say and do anything just to get your vote. At some point, we got to wake up. Get your heart right. Pull the curtains off this foolishness. Amen? This is in Virginia. The number of, this is Virginia 2019. The number of reported homicides increased from 391 to 428, up 9.5%. Victims and suspects tended to be younger males. 37% of homicide victims were men between 18 and 34. And 52% of offenders were between 18 and 34. You got 18 and 34-year-olds dying. You got 18 and 34-year-olds responsible for killing those that are dying. These are not police officer-involved killings. These are crimes being committed by, by, by people, by, by friends, by associates. Nearly half, 46.7% of all homicides occurred at a residence or a home. This is from the annual crime in Virginia report 2019. The problem in America is not police. It's the lack of fathers and leaders in the home. The problem in America is not the popo. It's not the police. It's not the men in blue who run into trouble while you run away from it. That's not your enemy. No, the, the real enemy, amen, is fatherlessness. The real enemy, amen, is not having correct leaders in the home to guide the families. That's the real enemy. Wow. I wonder what would happen if we really focus on the real issues. What would happen if we really came together and really dealt with the real issues? All this smokescreen stuff, all this foolish stuff, all this, all this looting and rioting, all this destruction. Ain't nothing going to happen. Ain't nothing going to happen, y'all. If you've been watching, it only happens every four years. So every four years, they decide to like you, black people. Black people, every four years, they decide to like you. And then once the other years take place, they forget all about you. That's the story of their life. I'm not the pastor to rally for pimps and pushers, for snakes, for liars. That's why we vote our faith. We're not voting for a man. We're voting so our little kids can have a future in this country. We're voting so pedophiles can't run the street, glory to God, and do what the heck they want to do. Sleep with anybody underage, regardless how old the child is. Yeah, that's why we vote. We vote so that children are not being killed in the womb. Guess what? More black children are being killed in the womb. Amen. It's a genocide going on. But ain't nobody saying nothing about that. A nation torn. If the news stopped drowning us in police propaganda and Trump syndrome, maybe we can get something done. Putting hate in your heart against a man, guess what? That Jesus loves just like he loves you. How you come to hate somebody so much? That everything that comes out your mouth is negative against somebody as if you're Mr. or Mr. Perfect. 
Christian that should be praying, hating. We can tell you're not praying because you're hating. You ain't praying. You can't be praying and hating on a person at the same time. The Bible tells you to pray for your leadership, to pray for those that's in authority, and you putting your mouth on authority every chance you get. You're not a Christian. You're not a believer. Oh, well, you know, we got to call it like it is. Yeah, well, make sure you call yourself out too then if it's like that. Harriet Tubman, man, my, my son did a great job. I said, let, let me talk about these people he talked about in his song. Harriet Tubman was an American abolitionist and political activist. Born into slavery, Tubman escaped and subsequently made some 19 missions to rescue hundreds of enslaved people, including families and friends, using a network of anti-slavery activists and safe houses known as the Underground Railroad. Tubman, Tubman's friends claimed that the source of her strength came from her faith in God as deliverer and protector of the weak. This is a statement from her. She says, I always told God, she said, I'm going to hold steady on you and you've got to see me through. She risked her life on many occasions to go back and forth to rescue others. The first thing they told her when she came out was, when, they, when she came out of this was, you got to take off those old slave garments. In this new life, you can't look like a slave. You can't walk like a slave. You can't talk like a slave. If you're going to be able to go back and effectively reach those that were enslaved before you, glory to God, you got to take off your slave clothes. Come on, kingdom. What are we going to do? My question to you, believer, is have you taken off your slave clothes since you came into the kingdom? Because it, that's why many of us are not going back because we're still in slavery in our minds. We're still in slavery, glory to God, to our ideas and our own ideologies. God is sending us back, but we got to remove our old slave clothes to go back. Trying to live a new life. Walking with slave garments on. Focusing on slavery. Slavery was horrible. It was bad. But that was then and this is now. What we going to do today? How we going to live today? How we going to raise our kids today? What we going to teach them today? How we going to support them today? Because slavery is not going on right like it was back then. The way that people appear that it's going on right now. The new slavery is your mind, mental slavery, financial slavery, buying things you can't afford, putting everything on credit, trying to live the glamorous life. That's why they got the payday loan places all in the black neighborhoods. But you know why else they got them in there? Because nobody's saying nothing. You let them do anything. Payday loans, bring your mortgage payments, bring your disc payment. It's slavery. And you know who allowed it? The same black officials we put in office every single year. Those that's on the city council, they allowed them three, four on a block. You ain't there for us. You there for you. Finally getting high schools. Finally getting certain things in the East End. 20 to 30 grocery stores in the West End. Barely get one. The 25th market just got one grocery store. 
a food desert in the East End. Why black folk getting their nails and their hair done. Amen. Riding on 25s. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Living broke. Slavery in our mind. My Bible says who the sun sets free is free indeed. If you came to know Jesus, then you should be free. You ain't free just because your master set you free. You're free because the master set you free. The Lord of lords and the king of kings. Who the son sets free is free indeed. Oh, I'm really free now. Rosa Parks decided not to give up her seat and change history. God used a simple bus ride to accomplish more than we could ever dreamed. I instantly felt God. This is her words. I instantly felt God give me the strength to endure whatever would happen next. She recounted, God's peace flooded my soul and my fear melted away. All people were equal in the eyes of God, and I was going to live like a free person. Even though everybody had put all this on them, she said, no, I'm going to live like a free person. Last but not least, Martin Luther King, Jr., we know a lot about him. I'm not even going into all that he's done. But I wanted to, I pulled this quote. This was really good right here. The doctrine of black supremacy is as dangerous as the doctrine of white supremacy. And God is not interested merely in the freedom of black men and brown men and yellow men. God is interested in the freedom of the whole human race and the creation of a society where all men will respect the dignity and the worth of all human personally. Come on now. He looted nothing. He ain't burned down nothing. He ain't attacked nobody. Changed the whole world. Changed the whole world. We didn't think change could happen by, by appearing that we're doing so little. How in the world are we going to teach our children that the answer to your anger is to hit somebody? The answer when you're upset is to tear up stuff. The devil is a liar. That's why I say we need true leaders in the home. You ain't going nowhere, boy. Sit your little self down. Get your little self in the house. What? You ain't going out here tonight. Bible says if you obey your mother and your father, your days will be long on this earth. Young men are leaving here by the dozens and the droves, by the masses. Because fathers are not there, number one, but then they're being disobedient to mothers, not knowing they won't come back home tonight. Mama could have said, stay in the house. No, I'm going out. Well, guess what? You don't get to come back. Stop trying to make color, stop trying to make the color of God so important. What color God is. For God so loved the world. He so loved the world. But well, Pastor, what about, what about it? God so loved the world that he gave his son. Because you didn't give up yours. He gave his son. 
to die for all of our sins. All of our sins. Amen? Come on, let's, let's, let's visit some real quick. Genesis chapter 1. A nation torn. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27 says this. Then God said, let us, let us, who was with God, Jesus and Holy Spirit, the Son, amen, the whole trinity was right there. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. I'm sorry. What I say? You good? Oh. Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Verse 27 says, so God created man in whose image? His own image. In the image of God, he created what? Him. Male and female, he created what? Them. All creation was made in God's image. Nobody that's breathing wasn't made in God's image. But the media and everybody else got you hating on a group of people that was made in God's image because of a bad season that we went through. And it was bad. It was horrible. It wasn't good. But I will, I'm not stuck there. I'm not stuck there. If I read the Bible and see all the slavery that's happened in the Bible, amen, and it, what? So many folk been in slavery. Look at the Jews. But the Jews are some of the most powerful people on the planet today. Why is that? They remember what happened that one time, that one time every year, but the rest of the time they buying up everything. Shoot, we gonna be stuck in what that dude did to us. Yeah, we gonna commemorate, but listen, go get your business, go buy up that block, go buy up this, go buy. And what we doing? Sitting around complaining, keep talking about what they did and talking about it and talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. But we ain't doing nothing. We're not doing anything to get ahead, to help each other get ahead. Still taking each other out every day. The problem is within us. And as long as we make somebody else responsible for our plight, we get a pass to stay in that state. And then it's generational. We'll see it just keep passing down. The children, the generation after generation after generation. Somebody got to change that. Why not you? You breathing. It can start with you. It can start with your family. You okay? Psalms 97 and 7. All worshipers of images are put to shame who make their boasts and worthless idols. Worship him, all you gods. Too many leaders today are led by the color of their skin and not the word of God. We do not worship a picture of a white Jesus or a black Jesus. You know why? Because the Bible says do not put in any images before you of him. It don't matter what you thought he looked like or what you think he looks like. Well, you know, it did say he had sheep hair. To, regardless of all of that, he said, don't put images before you. He's trying to let you know that I'm not focused on color and neither should you. Because you're all spirits. You're all brothers and sisters. Remember, I created all of you from the beginning. Why are you hating on your family like that? No, you don't see people as your family, but they're your family. There are many remarkable things that happen in history that have shaped many of our lives. We just read about Martin Luther and Rosa and Harry Tubman. and You know what? Each of them had a race to run. We're talking about this amazing race. That was their race. 
They're right in the thick of their race, having to make hard decisions, tough choices. You know what? Rose is like, I'm tired of it, doggone. I ain't sitting in the back today. Shoot, heck, I ain't getting up. I ain't, I just, this, this, I just not getting up today. And a year later, after they boycotted the buses, folk was riding anywhere they wanted to. Ain't nobody get punched in the face. They ain't burn all the buses down. Because, number one, we need to ride on them. We ain't had no cars. Let's not destroy the, <laughs> our only source of <laughs> transportation. Sound like to me that they were led of the Lord. God always uses believers. That's what I need Christians to see. When God wants to deliver a nation, when God wants to raise somebody up, when when he wants change to happen, he uses a man or a woman of God. Or, in some cases, he'll even use a heathen. You know, Habakkuk, you know, you read the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk was tripping. He was, he was like uh, tripping off of God. Why did you, because he talked about Nebuchadnezzar. How you raise up this guy right, this infidel right here? How you raise up this heathen king to deal with us like that? I ain't got time to go in it, but read Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45. Yeah, our 45th president. Read Isaiah 45. See what Isaiah 45 talk about. How God raised up a wicked king, an ungodly king to deliver the nation of Jews. Look, this king actually uh, was, 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 uh, was the one that said he was going to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. There are no coincidences. Read the whole book. Read Isaiah 45. God used who he want to use. If you believe he's sovereign, you believe in God, why do you think God can't use that man? Why, why, why Christians that vote for Trump got to hide so much? Why people that feel like they were black Republicans got to feel like I got to hide? Why they get hated on so much? Why, they, why, why people screaming all in folk faces? Why people hate so much on calling people names, coons and, and, uh, and uh, what else? Uncle Toms and all. Why, why they get hated on like that so much? You see Cube and them come out. You see other people come out asking uh, valid questions. P. did in them. Oh, they just coon. Uh, what? Doggone, I want a coon yesterday. I want a snake yesterday. How in the world I'm a coon now? So you're saying I'm a coon just because I'm, I'm speaking up against something? Or I'm standing for something? All of a sudden I'm a coon now? What I'm saying to you is, you got to be a free thinker. You got to learn to think for yourself and start research for yourself and stop listening to folk that say, if you ain't black, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. Well, see, that you go being wrong already, Mr. White Man. To make that type of bold statement, it, it tells, you understand, how ignorant people can be. Hosea said, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. We ain't perishing because of anything else. We perish because of uh, our lack of knowledge. We depend on everybody else to get the news and get the stories for us. We do no research. We just do what they say. We share whatever they say. And we just go along with everything, not knowing anything and not researching anything. But that's not your pastor. That's not your pastor. I- I'm not that pastor. I'm not that pastor. So they all ran the race. Look at Jeremiah chapter 23. People ain't like that. I promise you, folks go, oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, he's taking our votes. 
That's why I don't like black people to speak up against the opposition because they're so afraid. And if I could teach, well, if I had time to really teach y'all this morning, really talk about some stuff, for real, for real. No, they desperately need your vote. They got to have it. They got to have it. Why don't they put Cardi B in all of them? Why put they put all these secular folk up there for what? You think I'm a peace because you bring this scripper in front of me? I mean, what type of people they think black people is anyway? I mean, y'all think we just listen to oh anything. We just, we just, we just watch oh anything. We just, just, we just, just follow you. Yes, 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 a master. Oh, you better know who the real master is. You better know who really pimping you. Watch a documentary. I'm going to put a plug in it right now. Uncle Tom, documentary, watch it. Let it open your eyes. Don't be scared. Uncle Tom, you don't know what Uncle Tom is? Uncle Tom was a brave black man. He was a black man that stood up for other black slaves. He was a black man that stood in the gap. He picked cotton for other blacks so they wouldn't get whipped. You want to know the truth? Stop following narratives in Urban Dictionary. UncleTom.com. Watch it. Watch it with your family. Learn some. Learn some stuff. Learn some stuff. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 1 through 4. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Lord, release me. I, had, I mean, hey, I'm good. I, I'm good. I get it all out today. I'm good. Amen. Jeremiah 23, 1 through 4. What sorrow awaits the leaders of my people, the shepherds of my sheep, for they have destroyed and scattered the very ones they were expected to care for, says the Lord. Many shepherds are in unity with the spirit of deception, and it's causing a flock to scatter. Souls are off the path. They're out of the race because of the hypocrisy that's in leadership. Number two, therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to these shepherds. Instead of caring for my flock and leading them to safety, you have deserted them and driven them to destruction. Now I will pour out judgment on you for the evil you have done to them. But I will gather together the remnant of my flock from the countries where I have driven them. I will bring them back to their own sheepfold, and they will be fruitful and increase in number. Then, 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 then I will appoint responsible shepherds. God, report us. God, appoint responsible shepherds over your sheep in this 21st century. Responsible shepherds that will truly care. That would truly care about the souls of the people and not about what they can get from the people. Responsible shepherds who would care for them and they would never be afraid again. You don't see your pastor afraid. What you, what you scared of? What you scared of? If you follow me, if you connected, if you're real close, you should be scared of nothing. You should be afraid of and no one. That's the past. I'm following right there. That dude, yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't afraid of the devil walking the streets, crack houses, hanging out all night, all, all, all that stuff, all the stuff I've been through. I'm in, the, I'm in the kingdom now. No. God looking for bold believers in this hour. Bold believers. Bold believers in this hour. Says not a single one will be lost or missing. Missing. I prophesied it. Not one will be lost. Not one will be missing. I, the Lord, have spoken. Yeah, so the Lord is gathering 
the remnant back into the fold. He is gathering them back on the path that leads to life. Time for believers and leaders to stand boldly on the word of God and speak the truth. Come on, let's look at Matthew 7. We ain't forget. Let's go to Matthew 7. Man, a time good, I'm good. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. This is the easy, easy to, to read uh, version, ERV. It says, you can enter true life only through the narrow gate. The gate to hell is very wide. You know, Isaiah 5.14 says that hell has enlarged itself and opened its mouth beyond measure. What in the world? Why is hell getting so big? Hell didn't hell didn't went and enlarge itself. Like I need to make some more room. I thought I just got this little bit people because hell was designed for the angels that follow Satan. That was it. But now hell done enlarged itself. Hell said, oh, man, well, hey, well, hey, hey, I might well just take as many people as I can with me. Hell has no right enlarging itself, making room for more people. It's a sad commentary, but it's true, saints. Whether you believe it or not, hell is real. Please don't wait to find out. Please get your life right on this side of heaven. Once you take your last breath, there will be no appeals. Nothing. No set, no conjunctions. Is that, that, what's a conjunction? That's not right. I'm thinking about something like, like uh, trying to or appeal. No, appeal. No, I said appeal. No, not appeal, but it's something else, like uh, another way to, to, uh, to get another trial. No. To get another trial. Like I want another trial because, oh, that was appeal. Mm. Okay, praise the Lord. Well, well, a whole lot of people be appealing. Well, well ain't none of that going on on the other side. <laughs> okay. The gate to hell is very wide, and there is plenty of room on the road that leads there. Many people go that way. Verse 14 says, but the gate that opens the way to true life is narrow, and the road that leads there is hard to follow. Only a few people find it. Each of us have to make a decision to travel along the path that leads to true life. Many pass along the wrong way because the right way requires self-denial. You cannot live your life and crisis at the same time. Either it's going to be about him or it's going to be about you. It can't be about both. Can't be like, I'm going to live for you today, Lord, and live for me tomorrow. It's either going to be for him or it's going to be for you. This Christian life or Christian walk is not about you. All right, all right, let's move on. So much is going on in our nation at this time. We need a biblical response to the chaos and the confusion. You know, when I look through the Bible and I see all the people of the Bible, those that came before us who had to run their race, Man, when I think about Moses and Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Esther and David, Elijah, Elisha, Job. Man, look what Job had to go. This, these men, all these men and women had to run their own race. Job, listen, he endured hardship because of his faithfulness to God. There shall always be a godly response for what we go through. His friends turned on God. His wife even said, won't you curse God and die? And Job stood up and said, though he slay me, even if God is doing this to me, I'm still going to trust him. You got to have a righteous resolve, saints, because you're not going to be able to figure everything out. You're not going to be, but you need to know who's for you. 
Because if he's for you, he's more than the whole world against you. And so regardless of what I go through, if I'm with God, and even if it's God that's doing it, I'm going to be okay. Why? Because I'm with God. That's what Job was saying. Job said, though he slay me, I'm going to trust him. I'm still going to trust him, even if it's God. And we know when you read the Bible, it's not God. God allowed it, but it wasn't God. But Job focused on the Lord. He had a focus that was so tuned into God. And that's what we have to be, saints, to stay on this race, to win this race, amen, to endure in this race. We got to be so focused on God, so saturated in the word of God. Man, look at John the Baptist. I think about John the Baptist. He was a cousin, first cousin of Jesus, the forerunner before Jesus came. Walking around with this big sign, talking about, make the paths of the, of the Lord straight, the kingdom of heaven. is <laughs> You probably have a big sign, but he was walking around saying it. Make the paths of the Lord straight, for the kingdom of heaven is a hand. Where are the John the Baptists today? Where are the true believers today? Where are those that's kingdom-minded today that will preach fire today? People are not preaching the gospel. And that's why when you hear this type of gospel, you think it's not the gospel. No, you just hadn't heard the gospel in a long time. You come to Kingdom Life, you're like, oh, wow, what's that? It's the gospel. Hmm, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He was beheaded because of his righteous stand. He ran his race regardless of how it ended. I could see him sitting in a jail cell. I could see the king's daughter dancing, going all crazy. You understand? And, and he just got all caught up. Like, look, man, what, man you, wow, you amuse all the guests so much. I mean, great day, girl. I mean, what the heck you want? I mean, what you want? Anything. anything. I, mean, you, I, I guess you had everything already, King. You're a daddy. What else did she need? But here's John the Baptist over here in, in a cell. This girl dancing all crazy and, and, and appeased everybody. And now he's saying, look, what do you want up to have the kingdom? What do you want? He's, and then he, t- he talked to the mama. Because the mama was mad because John the Baptist came at him strong. Because how, how he came, how he, uh, the king took her, uh, the brother's wife. She said, tell him you want uh, John the Baptist's head on a charter plate. He was like, dang, it hurt his heart. It hurt, it hurt the king. But his word was out there. Went down there, brought his head back up. First cousin of Jesus, forerunner of Jesus. That was his race. What's yours? You see why you don't have time to play around in this race? You think, what do you think you're racing to? Where you think you're going? You, you think you're just in life, just hanging out. You think God has put you on this side of heaven just to hang out and just have fun. Fun is good, but just to have fun? No. It's too dangerous, too serious. Your soul is at stake. People sold that close to you at, are at stake. If you think the virus can jump on somebody, what happened if Jesus jumped on them? And then Jesus, of course, our Lord and Savior, shook the world in his day. <sighs> he was not pompous, prideful, arrogant. He was a leader that loved people. Even when the church was confused, about his race. They was confused about his race. They were confused about his assignment. You know they was confused because they praised him one week and the next week, crucify him. 
They was confused about why he came. They thought he was coming to deliver them from this Roman Empire. And so instead of calling and freeing the man who, who set so many people free, who helped so many people, they said, give us the criminal who's going to fight for us and kill and murder and steal and lie and cheat and do all the dumb stuff. Yeah, give us him. Even church folks saying the same thing. Give us him. And the Sanhedrins and the Pharisees said they, they in the crowd inspiring people and coercing people. Crucify him, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Blind leaders whispering in folks' ears. Crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Vote for so-and-so, vote for so-and-so. Come out the dock. Come out the dock. They loved him one week and the next chose a criminal instead of him. They played right into the hands of God. I just read this morning that a religious leader, a religious professor over a religious studies university or something, some, he's a professor in a university of religious studies, just said if he could, <laughs> this was so dumb, if he had a time machine, he would go back in time and kill Jesus. So that his message would never get out. Y'all going to research that today. What? Did you not remember they did kill him already? And he rose on the third day, my brother? Did you forget killing him didn't work? No. If you want to be smart, and that's why the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. No, you let him live. You let him die. To See, that was, you should have talked to me. No, you let him live and die at an old age. You let him live. <sighs> See, they don't got the Holy Ghost, though. It's carnal-minded. Carnal Christians save but don't know the Lord. Ooh. Save but don't know the Lord. Teaching religious studies but don't know the person you're talking about. <laughs> it's like folk working at the credit place and they credit tore up, but they're trying to tell you how to get yours straight. Bill collectors calling you and all their bills behind. Why you calling me and your stuff jacked up? At least try to walk in what you're doing. At least try to have a job that you're actually walking out yourself. At least you can have a little more passion, understanding, mercy, grace. That's why they don't have it. We need it now. Now we're gonna send some over, we're gonna take it, we're gonna repossess it, we're gonna. Where's your heart? You mad because your stuff late too. Like, dang, I need some help too. Folk calling me too. I'm calling you, but they calling me. <laughs> All right, okay. All right, look, no, the church should be looking, we should not be looking to the world for answers. We're the only authorized ones to lead during these times. Acts 20, 28 through 31 says, So guard your heart, be true shepherds over all the flock, and feed them well. Remember, it was the Holy Spirit who appointed you to guard and oversee the churches that belong to Jesus, the anointed one, which he purchased and established by his own blood. I know that after I leave, imposters who have no loyalty to the flock will come among you like savage wolves. We're not going to be here forever, saints. You're going to be able to watch over your kids forever because you're going to leave before them. All of us leaving before our children. If Jesus don't come back, we're leaving before them. 
And if you didn't put in them what they needed to handle themselves in a godly manner, in a, in a strong godly and have strong godly morals and ethics, we don't know what your legacy going to look like. You hear me, Facebook? We don't know what your legacy going to look like. He said imposters are going to come in with no loyalty to the flock, will come among you like savage wolves, even some from among your own ranks, folk you were raised up with, folk you grew up with in the church hating on you now because you stand different, because you walk and talk different. I mean, I thought we was cool. We grew up together. We, we know each other for a long time. You hating on me because I, I don't agree with you? You're an imposter. Imposters, even some from among your very own ranks who rise up, twisting the truth to seduce people into following them instead of Jesus. So be alert and discerning. Remember that for three years, night and day, I've never stopped warning each of you. This is Paul, man. Pouring out my heart to you with tears. Crying out to you with tears. It's critical that we are followers of Jesus and the word of God, not personalities. My son, we were just laughing the other day. He said a young lady, was like, <laughs> young lady had lied, you know, and said that, uh, you know, she was black, but she wasn't really black. I'm like, you mean to tell me that folk trying to be black? I thought being black wasn't such a good thing. Why are people lying to be black? Oh, you better value your own blackness because other people do. That they're going to lie about it. Lying to be black. Damn, you want to be black that bad? You're going to lie about it. Yeah, I'm black. Okay. Folk dying to get into these United States. Dying. Remember the caravans? And what happened to them? All them people that was... <laughs> Y'all don't be paying attention to it. You thought I, no, I ain't, I ain't never forget about them. Everything is propaganda. Everything is a setup. What happened to the people that's trying to get here? Whole lot I'm trying to get here anyway. They want to be here. Why? Because it's the best country in the world. I don't want to be anywhere else. I don't want to live in another nation. I don't want to live in another country. I, I've, I watched some of them. I've checked them out. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna hang here. I'm gonna see what the end gonna be right here, because <laughs> I don't know what it's gonna be over there. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna take my chance over here. You understand? Now, that may not be your testimony, amen. But you listen. They, they have boat rides. You catch planes, boats. There's stuff leaving here all the time. You understand? You just got high the money. You you know what I'm saying? You can go ahead and go. If this not the place for you, but I honor this place. I, I'm appreciative of where I live. Amen. Now, don't let me raise you up in my house and you disrespect my house. Everything, everything you're living on right now is a benefit from this nation. If you don't like it, get, turn all the money in. Turn your housing in. Give up everything because this nation produced it. Yeah. 
Jeremiah 3, 15 says, I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. This is the time, this knowledge and understanding, shepherds according to my own heart. This is the time to speak God's truth, God's truth. Many who came before us were not afraid to speak the truth in love. They weren't afraid. They were beheaded. Man, I, let me get my Bible real quick. I got time. Look at my time. I'm, I'm going to stay with my time. Let me get my Bible real quick. Turn to Hebrews 11 while you're coming. Let's put it, get Hebrews 11 real quick while you're coming. This is the time to speak the truth, God's truth. Many who came before us were not afraid to speak the truth in love. We need radical soul winners who are serious about preaching the gospel. I'll have one more scripture. I'm going to read this right. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you what, what some believers went through. Some believers went through, amen, in times and many times before us. And many times before us. Listen to this. This is the faith chapter where we, where we talk about faith. But listen to some of the things that the people went through. These are believers. Starting at verse 5. This is chapter, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 5 says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. He was translated because he loved God. I'm not going to read all the things, but you're going to get the gist of it. Verse 7 says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not yet seen, moved with fear, he prepared the ark. By faith Abraham, when he was called out into a place where he should, after receiving inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whether he went. This sounded like the race. Sound like he was in a race. All these brothers are in a race. All of us are in a race. Verse 9, By faith he sojourned in the land of promise. As in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of him who, who, who were the sons of promise. Verse 11 says, through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. Girl was 100 years old, past the time of her, her age. By faith, she, she, she produced seed. Verse 13 says, these all died in faith, having not received the promise. Verse 17, by faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he... Had, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son. Verse 20, by faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. 21, by faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph, leaning upon the top of his staff. 22, by faith Joseph, when he died, made mention of the pardon of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. That boy already knew they was going to be delivered out of Egypt. He said, listen, when you leave Egypt, don't forget to bring my bones with you. <laughs> Because he knew the God who made the promise. <laughs> that boy was tight. That was tight, Joseph. Look, number 23 says, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. 25, listen, he, by faith, Moses, oh, 23. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin, for he chose to be afflicted. So I'd rather be in slavery, I'd rather be whipped and beaten than to live this pompous life, choosing to suffer affliction rather than to enjoy the pleasure. Because he knew what they were doing not going to last for forever. Pleasure don't last. Pleasures of sin is just for a season. 27, by faith he forsook Egypt. Y'all know everything he did. 29, by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. 31, by faith the harlot Rahab perished, not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. She said, I heard about them, them Israelites, you understand? I'm going to hide a few of them, so I, yeah. And people talk about the girl today because of what she did. Saved her whole family because of that act right there. Verse 32, and what more shall I say? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak, Samson, 
Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets who, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of the fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in flight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Others had trials of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yeah, moreover, bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder, I mean, cut in half, were tempted, were slain with a sword, wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves and earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. They went through all. Look, God have prov- having provided some better things for us that they without, they without us should not be made perfect. Look at the race that the saints of old had to run. I want you to see you are not the only ones that's been afflicted. We are not the only people that have been through things in our life. How did they handle? These people stood and they trusted God to the end. And that's what we have to do. Trust God to the end. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 1 through 3 says this, we, are, we have all these great people around us as examples. Just talked about them just now. Their lives tell us what faith means. They just told us how we're supposed to act. We're going to ride this thing to the end. We're going to trust God to the very, very end. It says, so we too should run the race that is before us and never quit. We, we should remove from our lives anything that will slow us down and the sin that so often makes us fall. We must never stop looking to Jesus. He is the leader of our faith, and he is the one who makes our faith complete. He suffered death on the cross, but he accepted the shame of the cross as if it were nothing because of the joy he could see waiting for him. And now he is seated, sitting at the right hand or the right side of God's throne. Verse 3 says, think about Jesus. He patiently endured the angry insults that sinful people were shouting at him. Wow. He endured it. He endured the angry insults that sinful, the Bible calls them sinful people. Angry insults that sinful people were shouting at him. Think about him so that you won't get discouraged and stop trying. Think about what Jesus did so you won't be discouraged. He looked ahead to the promise. He was in the same race. He ran the same race. But what got him through, the Bible said he looked at us. He looked ahead. He saw the promise of what would happen if he went through and did everything he's supposed to do. Whose life is at stake waiting on you? You're in this race too. Who are you connected to? Who should be saved in the kingdom today and who is not in the kingdom because you're being slothful in your race? You're not paying attention in your race. You're not taking your race serious. There are two races of people, sinners and saints. (laughs) These people were sinful who were angry at Jesus, listen, for no reason at all. 
I can hear my son. What did he do? What do we do? 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 What did Jesus do? What did he do to deserve that? What did he do? He did all right stuff. He healed people. He delivered people. He, he, he raised people from the dead. They still killed him. So we're going to focus on what people are doing to us? They were sinful. The payment and a penalty, for, for, there's a payback coming, but you're not the one to pay them back. We're not the one to pay them back. Vengeance is mine. He says, I will repay. I will repay. He's, saying, he's not saying they're not going to not pay because we think folk getting away. Nobody getting away. Don't nobody get away. Don't nobody get away. What, from the all-seeing God? Oh, ain't no, no, you're getting away. You should have stayed in the womb. Stay with, stayed in heaven. Like, uh-uh, no, Lord, don't send me down there. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Let me just stay with you. I got to come out here and then try to make it back. Why were they so mad at him? Because he helped people. He told the truth. When religious people continued to lie. He spoke the truth. When, when people that went to all kind of universities, look at Paul, man. Paul was under best teacher. But Paul was still wrong. Paul thought he was doing the will of God when he was persecuting Christians. Jesus had to come down and deal with Paul because of his assignment, because of his race. Man, if I can get, if I can get that type of passion, who's going hard like that, that's why folk that's passionate, that's doing crazy stuff, no, we don't hate on them. We pray for them. Because if God can get their hearts, God can, what if God can get their heart? What if God can get Cardi B heart? What if God can get some of these artists' heart that, that, that's turned away from God right now? No, what I'm saying is we pray for all people because all of them have a soul. I'm not talking about a form of godliness. We need to pray that they be saved. If the Holy Spirit has convicted or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, then email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more, check out our website, which is kingdomlifeva.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at kingdomlifeva. Thank you for listening, and be sure to subscribe so you can hear more messages like this.